tuned into Geek Elite Radio. Good luck. Hey everyone. So this episode of Hey Mitch was Richard, myself, and Chris. And well, we got to talking. We got to talking a whole bunch. It went on for about three hours. Now, I struggled with this decision for a little bit on whether to make a three-hour podcast or three one-hour podcasts. I went with three one-hour podcasts, just to make it easier on everybody else. So, this is going to be part one, and next week will be part two, and the week after that will be part three. I hope you enjoy it. I hope you like our rantings. And as always, thank you for listening. Hey, Mitch! So you got to the train because of Polar Express. <laughs> it's a Polar yeah. Express, people. It's a train. <laughs> to the North Pole. To the North Pole. Santa's there. All right. It's fine. He's a bastard. Richard. Yes. <laughs> it's been a while since we've actually been in the same place to record. Yes, it has. You know, I, I think, think the last one was uh, Hey Mitch episode uh, 12 or something like that. I don't know what the number was. 11 or 12. How do you know that? No, it couldn't be 11 or 12. I think we're on like You're on like 14. It's not, okay. But yeah, what you're was, like, so it's 14. What was, the, what was the one? It was the one, the big group one, right? Yeah, yeah We talked about the, the theory. The theory the, of the everything. The Batman V, no. The yeah. Batman v Superman theory. Of everything. <laughs> of everything <laughs> well, in that, 2016. That guy actually had a Every, uh, everything he, Yes, he theory, did. Yeah. He dotted his I's and crossed his T's <laughs> for 15 chapters. <laughs> it's very true. It's impressive. <laughs> see here it was oh that's gonna give us some crazy noise oh that was from your iphone or your your android phone right is it wait it's an iphone it's an iphone yeah okay so it yeah see here oh weirdly you skipped hey mitch episode 11 just went straight to 12 did i you did (laughs) it goes 10 12 (laughs) Uh, i do that sometimes oh wait no maybe you didn't maybe it's just the app it could be that too. Like on, for maybe, some reason, yeah. maybe it's the app. Ah, yes, aha, it's the app. Where's the Star Wars episode? Oh, it, was, it definitely wasn't that one. Maybe it was nine then. I told you it was a little bit earlier. Jesus, nope, I was totally wrong. Must have been even. <laughs> must have been eight. It's probably seven. It's a number six. <laughs> yeah, no, actually, you might be right. It might actually be seven. Jeez, that was way off. <laughs> I told you it wasn't in the double digits yet. What? Well, it was one of them. Well, you're basically here in Yuma for the holidays. I mean, kind of the entail in- of your holidays. You're, you yeah. spent the bulk of your holidays in Missouri. Are, you, are we going? Oh, yeah. Oh, we're going. We, oh, we, sorry. We, we're going for a little bit now. No introductions. Just no, jump right in. No. Cool. Introductions? We yeah. don't need introductions no, here. No, no, Of course not. Of course not. <laughs> Who does those things? <laughs> Other podcasts and such exactly. radio chatter nonsense. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, no, I, I uh, well, I spent the first half of my holidays. I traveled back to Missouri, where I'm originally from, visited my family, got ridiculously sick with the stomach flu for probably about two, two and a half weeks or something ridiculous Ooh, like that. Fun so, times. Yeah, so most of my vacation <laughs> gone. This is a, just an inner battle of... Of giants rumbling in my <laughs> stomach. I thought a chest burster was going to come out at one point. I, I really did. It was, uh, it was, it was pretty awful. I, I would not wish that on anyone. Oh, it's, no. I, I, I haven't <laughs> puked that much ever Ugh. in my life. I literally lost 10 pounds in like 24 hours. And it's all just puke weight. So, yeah. Not cool. Not cool. Candle lit at both ends type situation. Never pleasant. Never pleasant. Well, you know, just to uh, uh, catch up, uh, yeah, one, the one major event that's happened since the last time we've uh, actually got to talk, I think, would be Star Wars. 
Force Awakens. Awakens. That was a, a pretty big one. Yeah, there was that and some other stuff that came out that I haven't seen yet. No, they, well, there was a lot of movies that came out over the Christmas break. There was a ton. Yeah, yeah. Some so. worth watching. Some probably not. <laughs> uh, looking at you, Point Break. Oh, uh, Point Break, the remake. Uh, I don't think anybody went and saw that movie. I, I don't know. I I, I didn't. Um, I didn't watch a whole lot actually because, like I said, I was. I was Pretty, pretty sick, sick. Yeah. but but I uh, yeah I gotta say I I'm curious to look at the box office numbers on Point Break because <laughs> I'm guessing not super great. Well, if I had a producer, this would be the point where we'd go. Yes. The producer would go one day. I, I guess I can go look it up. Yeah, well, yeah. it's not that bad. It's not that big a deal. Yeah, they have Google. Everyone listening <laughs> has the internet. They can do their own research. Uh, so, uh, but what, I mean. Let, let, do you want to talk about Star Wars? Sure. We have to talk I about love Star Wars. Star Wars. I, I'll talk about Star Wars. I, I think we've talked about it a lot on this pod. On, not this podcast. On but, Hey Mitch in general. Yeah. Geek Elite Radio. Yeah, on Geek Elite Radio. On so. the network. Uh, but it, it's kind of it's kind of a, a cultural thing, a big staple point it's right now. It's a pretty big cultural phenomenon. <laughs> the most... Definitely phenomenon. Highest grossing <laughs> film ever now. So, you know, I, I do have something to say about that. Okay, so obviously this became the highest film, uh, highest grossing film of all times. It grossed a billion dollars in, I think, like a couple of weeks or something like that. And it took Avatar like six months or something. So this dethroned Avatar and, you know, a lot of other James Most Cameron films. yes. So this is what I propose. Disney, if you're listening, <laughs> here's a $5 billion idea. Okay, let's prove in science right here in the numbers. James Cameron directing Star Wars. <laughs> Which, which one would you have them do? I don't care. It doesn't. It doesn't even matter because James Cameron has like a bunch of movies in the highest grossing films of all times. Slap Star Wars and Disney money into it. It's a it's a recipe for growing money. It's just like cloning and manufacturing money. It's it's it's. it's yeah. I don't think there's a more true statement in the world in the history of language. Well, you know, you watch Beverly Hills Cop. What is it three? Where he goes to the theme park? It's practically Disneyland. It's, George Lucas makes a cameo. It's true. They're printing money. <laughs> It's basically a biopic about Disney. Basically. I mean, let's just be honest. Just printing it, handing it out. The only thing that it's missing is that it doesn't have Mickey Mouse on it yet. And one day he'll be elected president. Oh, I, you know what? I imagine seeing as how it is a Disney, I mean, part of Disney, the Disney franchise or whatever. Yeah. There's probably a hidden Mickey in Star Wars The Force Awakens somewhere. There probably is. That's probably a very good point. There might, it might even have been on the part where they walk into, what is it, Maws? And they, they have all the flags oh, hanging. Yeah. Like maybe there's a, there maybe there's a Mickey ears. There could be there. Mickey ears flag there. We could freeze frame it when the, the Blu-ray comes out. See, <laughs> check them all out. Had the Mandalorian one in there? No Mandalorians? Unfortunate. Strange, right? But I'll wait. So, wait. I'll wait. We got a lot more coming. Uh, I, I mean, I wouldn't say you're... you're okay, to me, yes, you're the, you. the most authority on Mandalorians that I know. Oh, well, if you just want to say that. <laughs> I, I'm just saying. I will gladly take that honor if someone just wants to hand it to me, as long as I'm not self-declaring it. If, we're good. I thought Boba was the last Mandalorian. Well, okay, so here's where it's going to get interesting, because you have all the Disney coming in with their magic DC New 52 type wand <laughs> and just slapping people saying, hey, this stuff's not canon anymore. That's true. I didn't think about that. So, uh, I mean, he's definitely not the last Mandalorian. Um, I think, you know, they kind of, I think, play with that as, as, you know, in some of the earlier trilogy just to kind of help the cool factor because uh -huh. like that's you know i mean that's what made boba fett cool like was that you know he's hardly in it and his his armor looks so freaking sweet and so he's got that like mis mystery thing going you know being, being the last of a kind or a, a, a tribe yeah. or whatever you want. just like lobo's the last cesarean and right. superman's the last kryptonian there you go there's, there's, <laughs> a, there's like an instant level of of street cred that you get for being the last surviving of something which it turns out superman also not the last because <laughs> you get what was it oh, wonder Supergirl, woman supergirl power girl super all the <laughs> power people things that happen I, I guess you could say he was the last born kryptonian there you go he was the youngest until he has you know a kid well, and then it'll be 50 percent Kryptonian, <laughs> Fair right? Enough. Fair right? Enough. I, I get where you're going. The last born 50% Kryptonian? <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, yeah, so I mean, like, he's kind of this, you know, there's this mystery and mystique behind him, and, and you know, even that, it was kind of interesting to see where they were maybe trying to take it, because then you had the whole thing with, like, Jango Fett, and now all of a sudden Boba Fett's a clone, and, you know, does you have to kind of ask yourself, like, does that detract from the cool factor? Because now, technically, isn't Jango Fett the badass? Like, 
because it technically still is Django Fett to an extent. He's a clone of Django. Yeah, but then you. you have to say, okay, well, what are the rules of cloning in this cinematic <laughs> world? Like, is he a clone that gets the memories? Is he a blank slate clone? It, I'm kind of thinking he's more of a blank slate one because it looked like Django kind of had him made for him to have a son. Right. He, he uh, they, in the prequels, they, he, yeah. he says, I think he says a thing of the, I had him clone him, but as a baby, so that he, I could raise him instead right. of him just being his a direct, a, a clone. direct yeah. memory, and, you know, copy pasted, control right. seed brain of Django. So, <laughs> you know, and then of course, obviously, Django died when he was pretty young as we you know see in the in the thing where i think it's mace windu chops his head right off with the purple saber some <laughs> sam jackson <laughs> and so you know i would say he obviously does in my world that i've you know decided to still say is canon he's still a badass in, in my world and he gets out of the solid pit f you if you don't do that disney i don't care <laughs> still always happen in my brain but yeah there's a, there's like a bunch of them and and i think going forward with some of the novelizations and stuff that they did uh he actually kind of becomes the the leader of the mandalorians and what's left of them and you know he has his own kind of tribe within that and stuff and um so i mean he's certainly not the last one uh, to a lot of people whether Disney continues that trend, I don't know. Well, well I mean, see. obviously the flag is that it Mas is in Kanata's there. So, place, so. I, yeah, I would say that's a hopefully a good indicator of of more Mandalorians coming. I hope that's not strictly just a you know, hey, we thought of you somewhat, fans, but you know, it's our cop out for not really doing anything more. So, so. I know I saw a theory. And, okay. you know, there's all kinds of theories and speculations going around about Force sure. Awakens. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. About... A dime a dozen. <laughs> and where's just Rick? Where's where's the, the guy who wrote 15 <laughs> chapters on Batman v Superman? Like, why aren't you writing 15 chapters on, on Star Wars theories for The Force Awakens? Because... <laughs> There's got to be more I, available. I, I'm, I'm not saying that the, you know he doesn't have one out there. I just haven't seen it yet. Yeah, I well, think it's probably it's probably going to take him like six months. To, <laughs> I mean, like it would take me a year and a half to write that level of dissertation. But uh, yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure he'll get there at some point. Chris, would you like to take a seat and join us? Oh, <laughs> step on in and you would have to a share a mic with uh, with with Richard. Though. Yeah. You can sit on my lap. I, I, I won't. Uh, I promise you nothing but Star Wars theories and irrelevant information about uh, the geek culture. So uh, basically, what I was uh, one one theory that I had seen. Yes. Uh, I didn't really look into it after I saw after I read it. Okay. Or at least read the headline. But um, so you just read the headline. Right. And then moved on. Exactly. Okay. Was it one you of those... Know, like a good those... internet appropriate yeah, person. That's, that's totally good for... Yeah, as, uh, so there's Matt, the other half of my uh, we are, film we podcast are entertained. We, do. We, we are entertained. He came up with a thing called rejournalists. Okay. And so that's what you are when you rejournalize somebody else's thing. So that you're being a very good rejournalist by just covering the headlines. But the real question was, was it a headline that says, The Force Awakens... Stormtroopers came out, and what happened next will blow your mind. <laughs> no, it wasn't a clickbait one. Then that's a shame. <laughs> I, I already am like inquiring about the authenticity <laughs> of this theory. If they can't even get on on board with internet, so culture. Max Max von Dow, okay. the old yes. the old yeah, man yeah. at the beginning of the movie yes. that gives Poe the uh, the map, the piece of the map. Terrific actor, by the way. V- very much so. Seven um, Seal. Oh yeah. Have you? Have you heard that there's the theory that he's Boba? Uh, no, I have not heard that, but that would be awesome. And I hope that it's true, and I hope that he puts the armor on and whoops ass. Well, he does over the galaxy. <laughs> hey, bring him back. He, he died in the Sarlacc pit, too. We brought him back. Let's just, I mean, who cares? Disney Fair does enough. whatever they want. Fair enough. There is that theory, and it's also been debunked. Has it? Because he yeah. died. Okay. Well, well not because he died. <laughs> <laughs> it's because there's no clickbait on the, the head of this article. So what did you see? So yeah, how do, how do they yeah enlighten us? Yeah, they, they, uh, they put out a visual encyclopedia with coinciding with The Force Awakens, and it talks about his character. And apparently he um, like helped the New Republic like chart the Outer Rim and stuff like that. So that's why he knows about maps and has that part of the map of uh, where the hell Luke went off to. 
Spoilers. Uh, <laughs> if you haven't seen point, it by now, <laughs> yeah, shame right. on you. If you don't know that part at least, yeah. then shame on God. you. <laughs> I mean, I feel bad enough because I've only seen it once. And, like, that's just because I got super Who sick. Who are you? Who yeah. are you? I, I'm telling you, I almost died. I thought I was being, like, lax about no, seeing it. No. And I've seen it three times. I've, I've, trust me, I have tried to go watch it multiple times. And I just, I haven't had the opportunity yet. That's funny because I've, I've only seen it two times. But I, I have seen it two times in comparison. <laughs> only twice. <laughs> Uh, well, I we mean, got our bases covered. Three, I, two, and one. I, yeah, there you go. Success. I mean, Ooh. between the six people we have, yes. or the six times we have added to the billion dollar right. <laughs> run that it's That's had. Right. Uh, but I mean, us, our six times alone would not account for you know, all six billion. So that means I think pretty much everybody's seen this movie. Anybody that wants to see this movie yes. has seen this movie by now. Yeah, I, I kind of feel like it's it was the first movie that I I really kind of walked out of the theater and and kind of wanted to just turn around and go back and like watch it again immediately but i just didn't get the opportunity to do that because of everything else i had going on but that's cool that they debunked that and it's interesting because you know you kind of do have that that question in the back of your mind like you know who is this guy if luke is trusting him with you know this part of the map like that's obviously super important as the film kind of illustrates so you know it's cool that they kind of cover that at least yeah, and apparently uh, that whole village is like people that are in this Church of the Force, so they're not Force sensitive, hmm. but they follow like the Jedi teachings and stuff. Oh wow, that's very intriguing. Actually. Yeah, it's pretty okay. interesting. Well, interesting I mean, little bit of lore. I think you. It, I mean, that would be the place that the First Order would want to go and check. Yes. Right? <laughs> Along so, with the five planets they just decided to blow up. Like, we know the rebellion's the only thing on these planets. Just nuke them. Well, why didn't you do something sooner? You really have to well, wait. I, I'm, I'm guessing it took a little while for the Starkiller base to get up and operational. Mm, that's probably true. <laughs> Had to make sure they I'm left the same vulnerability. This base fully operational. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, okay. Uh, other things about Star Wars. What, what was the, the your biggest like wow moment? Man, mm. that was my moment. Well, no, no, no. I agree. That moment, super, super cool, awesome. But it totally goes against like the rest of his force ability throughout the rest of the film, because like that would take a tremendous amount of of power and and focus and discipline. To not only be able to stop it, but then to just completely hold it there. Go about your conversation like normal. He did. And then turn around and leave and let it go. But then he doesn't have the strong enough force power to recognize like that she has the force, that Ray has the force. Bullshit. Well, maybe that's the, the, the point is, is that it, it's to show how much stronger she is in her raw ability. It, I don't think so, because it, she, she would have to have had some sort of... Uh, of awakening and, and training to be able to mask her presence because like even when you think back to like the early trilogy and stuff like that like Qui-Gon instantly was like holy effing crap this little dude has so much force power like he <laughs> knows right away count is off the charts well that was a ridiculous blood test that you know silly look but, I'm just saying um but that's but but they know like they they it's, it's like a Highlander you walk in there's a quickening that happens and he like and he's strong enough have to be like, let me just nonchalantly stop this, you know, blaster bolt without really focusing on it. Hold it there in place. Do all this, but then he can't be like, "Holy crap! This this chick has force powers." <laughs> no, no. To me, that that's just, the world striking back. That just showed like how naturally talented Rilo Ken is with the force. But Kylo he's, Ren. But Kylo Ren. Yeah. <laughs> God damn. It's, Fucking name. And uh, uh, you saw it three times? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I'm just kidding. Right. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, because I keep wanting to say fucking Rilo Kylie, which oh. is a band that <laughs> yes. Jenny Lewis from The Wizard 
fucking it's a lot of fronts. Fair enough. <laughs> They're very similar. Um, I, I will give you that. That's true. But, uh, yeah, no, I think he's just, like, really, like, naturally strong with the Force. And that was kind of his, like, just gut reaction was to do that. Yeah, kind of but thing. but to hold it exactly, yeah. exactly. <laughs> that's where that's where. Like, if he would have just deflected it with his hand and like, or like, you know, it separated, went around him. Sure, <laughs> but the fact that he holds it there has a whole conversation. Like, he's focused on another conversation and what's happening here. <laughs> While still holding that there. And then... And then he leaves. He's flying off but, the planet but, before it goes off. But as he leaves, he also recognizes Finn and is like notices that there's something wrong with Finn. And, and he looks at him, and then he shakes it off and walks away, and then the bolt goes off. Uh-huh. So, I mean, he's also recognizing other things. Yeah, so shouldn't he have been able to recognize the fact that Ray yes. was obviously uh, super, super hey, strong? Look, and I understand. I, I, I said the exact same thing. There's they, they are very much inconsistent with his level of power in yes. the Force. She beats him when it comes to getting the lightsaber out of the snow at the very end, right? Well, okay. Y- yes. <laughs> However, let's look at look. Let's look at this Which situation. Which side of this argument are you following? No, 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 no. He doesn't let's, have a no, side. no, 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 no. Just wait, just wait. Okay. <laughs> Obviously, fighting with with a lightsaber is is not necessarily that because he didn't fight that well with it either. Kylo. Ren. No, no, I'm not talking about the fighting part. I'm just talking about pull the force pull to get the, the saber out of the snow. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Because it's sitting saying. over on the ground and we yeah. see this in every Star Wars movie where yes, someone true. force pulls the the saber to them. Yes. But he's sitting there and he's trying to he's pulling for it and it's moving a little bit, but then all of a sudden oh, it, it, you think that it's coming towards him because it's coming towards him, but it goes right past him and, and goes and it, right to to Ray. Right, right. So that's what I'm saying she beat him out. Yes, there. Yes. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't have a problem with her being stronger. I'm just saying, like, without her having a really strong knowledge and training, she wouldn't be able to mask her presence <laughs> to What if there else. was another Jedi who was much stronger that was masking her presence? Like yeah, one that's living on an island in the middle of Ireland. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm, it certainly is possible. Like, I'm not, I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying, like, there's a whole lot of... You know, I mean, because that's the same argument you could make. Like, what if that was actually, you know, Snoke or whatever that was holding the blaster bolt to the beginning (laughs) and not actually Kylo Ren? That's true. I think there's a lot... One of the problems with the movie, and and obviously I'm saying problems, but it's a a good movie. It's an enjoyable movie. Oh, absolutely. But one of the problems is that a lot of the story either takes place in another movie or off screen. Right. Well, and and that's exactly what happens, right? So you watch it, and and the kid inside of you is like, oh my god, it's so amazing! (laughs) But then... After you start to digest it, the analytical adult part of your brain's like, wait, 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 no, no, no. Something's off here. This doesn't make sense. <laughs> but you're right, it is It is still a fantastic film, it's still a great Star Wars movie, and I mean, it's still enjoyable. And it's going to be really cool to see where they keep going, like, with it, you know what I mean? Like, where, you know, seven, eight, or eight, nine, and... and Beyond ten and twelve and whatever they end up doing, and it's gonna be really cool to see what they do with it. Yeah, so for sure. Eight, eight, yeah, eight, uh, eight. Ryan Johnson or Rian Johnson, however you say his name. Yeah, right. Yeah. The director of Looper. Yeah, he's and doing a Rogue One, right? No, no, no. no he's, he's doing, doing episode, doing eight. episode eight. Oh, he's doing episode eight. Okay, okay. I don't That's know right. who's directing Rogue, Rogue One actually. Is it Edgar Gar- or Garth Just Edwards or whatever his name is? The other day, the guy that did. Uh... Oh, Gareth. Ed- yeah, is, Edwards? is it Gareth, Gareth? Edwards? Something uh, I don't know. Uh, I can't but, remember right now. But then it's Colin Trevorrow who's doing episode nine, who did Jurassic World. Nice. So between Jurassic World, Creed, and Star Wars: The Force Awakens, it's very much the year of movies that are very nostalgic of older movies. Yes, it really <laughs> like like I mean I liked Creed a lot, but it, it, it's pretty much Rocky remade, oh, yeah. but with Adonis Creed. Well, and this is pretty much episode four. <laughs> you know? And this is kind of pretty much yeah. episode four. And Jurassic World was pretty much Jurassic, Jurassic Park. Park so, with I mean, yeah. bigger dinosaurs. Right. Bigger fake dinosaurs. Um, what did... Who, who was your uh, new character that you kind of latched onto? If, it, if it's Ray, then Ray. But if you had someone else that you really... 
Rain's a really, really great character, you know, for for the franchise. I I know a lot of people online, well, there's some people online that had issues with it. And again, it kind of goes back to, I think, what you were saying earlier about a lot of the story seemingly takes place off screen. Um, Like, there's a whole, you know, uh, youth novel that was written um, called Before the Force Awakens or whatever, and that gives a lot of backstory on on Finn, Rey, and Poe. And so, I mean, there is a, a tremendous amount of, of story that's happening, uh, you know, in a and d sense above board that we're not, you know, privileged to yet. Um, but I, I think Ray is going to continue to be a really good character. And I, I do think they need to maybe make her a little more vulnerable and, and have a little bit more struggles as, as things go on. Not that they need to be solved by anybody other than her. I mean, I think anytime you have a proactive protagonist that solves their own problems, that's great. But I think the, the, the stakes are going to have to just keep getting higher and higher because at the end of this film, you've already established that she is obviously ridiculously incredible with the, with the force. And um, just and about anything she's else. She's going to get training now from, you know, Luke. somebody who obviously was also ridiculously, ridiculously <laughs> strong with the Force. So, at, at going into um, episode eight, uh, you just you've got to raise the stakes for her character like so exponentially higher from what they were for this one. So, I mean, the next one has to be really dark. Like, in my opinion, to really just keep pushing that because if not, you're going to run into a situation of where people just don't care because there's no real conflict or struggle for her character to overcome. And so I'm going to be interested to see what they do with that. However, for me, I still think that Finn was probably one of the coolest new characters. Again, I have issues with him, you know, where one moment he's like, oh, yeah, I'm leaving the Empire. I can't kill. (laughs) What's happening is wrong. And then on his way out, blast like 80 of his friends, like people (laughs) that he trained with, you know. See, I think the thing is that they're not his friends. I think they have to be, though. No, but how do you. you, Because they, like, literally every time he takes off his his helmet, because Finn was my favorite character from the movie, too. I, I, that's and one I, so. I thought I thought was great because he he really is the the audience and he's the yeah. one that's you know you're you're seeing the rest of this movie through. Well, and it's so well acted too. John Boyega did such a fantastic <laughs> he job. Did do like, a great job. A very lovable character. But I think the thing is like every time, even when they were on uh, the ship that they were on, or if they, no, they were at the the Star Killer base or whatever, mm-hmm. he, he would take his helmet off, or if he had his helmet off, they said you need to get your helmet back on. Like you shouldn't have it off. So it's like. Everybody literally is just their number there. You can't. You're not. They don't train. I think. I think they train together to the point where, but they're not friends. Well, the only reason I would say I don't agree 100 percent with that is because of the the whole part where the the stormtrooper reaches up and smears blood down his his helmet at the beginning. Right. He's clearly shaken by seeing a stormtrooper, not an innocent civilian, be killed. But I think it's more of he's, he's just. It's more of uh, the idea of death. No, no, no. Not so much his friend's death. I agree. I think it was more like, oh, shit, that could have been me. No, 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 I agree. He was two steps ahead of me. And that's fine, but then you're going to turn around and and literally just do that anyway? (laughs) You're just just literally getting a ship. You're like, you know what I just said five seconds ago? F all that. Let's just blast all these people. Look, when you're afraid to die and you don't want to die, killing other people might be the way that you don't die. Yeah, but if I was on that place and Kylo Ren showed up and was, like, blocking blaster bolts with his hand, I would be afraid I was going to die, and I would start shooting everything that was there. Like, Look, I also said that the reason why... The, he puts the blood on his helmet is, is just so that no, you can it is. tell it's, it's a which visual, one is John Boyega. It, it absolutely is. It's a visual reference it's like, because it's like, you can't... You know what I mean? Like, you can't have him pop his helmet off right there and, and, you know. So, no, it is, but, I mean, it's still, it's one of those things, like I said, where the analytical part of your brain starts working. You're like, yeah, that doesn't really make sense <laughs> as anything other than a, a film mechanic to identify it's, it. It's like uh, in mo- every movie where they want to show an air conditioner, someone has tied ribbons onto the vent so right. that you can see you can tell it's on. <laughs> You can tell it's on. It's, it must be hot in there. Those ribbons are moving <laughs> rapidly, like a hurricane class five wind is ripping through this apartment. Uh, no, I, I agree with you. Which but, is, but, I always thought yeah. was funny because in real life you don't ever see ribbons t- tied no. to vents. No, why would you do that? 
So you could tell if the air conditioner's on. Yeah, but they, but I mean, in real life, you wouldn't do that. I know. They would just get dirty, and they, they, they would just like turn from red to black because all the dust that's on them. Because you know, anybody that ties ribbons on their thing is not cleaning those ribbons. No, you know, They're it's not, not happening. Uh, I don't know. What about what about you guys? You said Finn uh, was Finn, your Finn favorite. Finn was my favorite. Well. Character. What about uh, what about you, Chris? Uh, Ray. Ray. Ray? Awesome. Yeah, Ray was awesome. your favorite character. Do you think that she's a Kenobi? A Kenobi slash Skywalker? A Skywalkobi? I, I don't know what I you call really, that. I really don't want her to be. What would you like her to be? I would like her to be just some random unattached person. force user. Okay. Because I, I, I... As much shit as everybody gives the prequels, I like them because they expanded the universe so much. Like, we got to see all these other Jedi and people using the force. And then... It's just like, nope, no one but Skywalkers can use the Force. <laughs> Look, you, you're a comic reader. I am. So you know the Summers Gray family. I know. <laughs> Pretty much every mutant can be traced back to somehow being attached to Scott Summers. It's true. <laughs> so, I mean... Just as a story, how stories written, I'm pretty sure she's going to be related to somebody. But I see what you're saying. Yeah. It would be cool for her to be someone completely different. Like, I don't get me wrong. I can totally see those signs just like everybody else. But I'm saying <laughs> in the hierarchy of how I would like things to go, unattached, Kenobi, Skywalker, way at the bottom. <laughs> like, dear God, please don't make her be another Skywalker. <laughs> Uh, I I just I, I have a hard time with anybody that says that that she's uh, Han and, and Leia's daughter. Like, it, like to me, it just doesn't make sense in the movie. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I don't. I hope they don't do that either. Honestly, at this point, I know they did in, in some of the novels and stuff. They had you know, well, they had the twins, multiple kids, and stuff like that. But yeah, right. I, for this, I, I don't know. I would hope that. You know, they wouldn't do that. And and again, you know, there's there's really no affirmation from Leia or Han that she is. And there's, yeah, they, there's really none from Ben slash Kylo. I mean, they all kind of look at her weird. Like, like, like sure. there's something there that they recognize. But, I mean, you, I'm pretty sure a parent recognized their daughter. I mean, you would hope. And they gave her up when she was, what, like, eight or nine. So it's not, I mean, it's not like she was She's an gonna change that, but yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean... So yeah, uh, that, that's I mean that's one that you I, you often hear. I just think it's no, I, I agree with what you're saying. It is something that's <laughs> thrown around a lot, and it, it you know it could be sure, but you know I hope it's not as well. I would prefer it not to be. I would rather her be a Kenobi, Kenobi slash Skywalker than you know. Just, I, I say that's two pretty powerful lineages to, solo, to come you know. from. There's a lot of those running around out there. <laughs> Living up to their name, you know. Um, no, yeah, I, well, to me, that's, that's kind of why I think it would make more sense if she was, a, you know, a half-breed of Skywalker Kenobi, because that would be a long, really established lineage of badassery with inside of the of the force. So I have to ask this though. Yes. If at the end of Return of the Jedi, do we have to answer it? Though? No, you don't have no, to answer kidding, it. I mean, kidding. it's. I think it's. I think it's an interesting story. But okay. All right. Let's take at the journey. end of uh, Return of the Jedi, we use, mm-hmm. uh, the, you see the Force ghosts of what Kenobi, Yoda, and then eventually Anakin. Anakin. Sure. Mm-hmm. Why isn't the Force ghost of Anakin like? talk to Kylo Ren and be like, you're going down the wrong path. And that's funny that you mentioned that because I kind of almost feel like he is. Uh, again, it's going back to that whole theory of, of all this crap happening above board, uh, you know, so to speak. Uh, well, I mean, that's just Star Wars, though. Like, most of the lore mm-hmm. is outside of the movies. That's true. No, like, that, most of the point. things that everybody knows about Star Wars... Doesn't that's, actually happen. But see, the that's movies. after the after the original trilogy came out when stuff like that started happening. The original trilogy fall falls within making a movie within itself and a franchise. True. True. So More if less, we already yeah. hate the prequels for not doing that, why would they continue it with these three? 
Because they, they need said, to... I don't hate the prequels. <laughs> okay, so I'm just I saying... I can't answer your question. Uh, the public in general hates <laughs> the prequels. I don't really hate them either. I just think... I don't hate them. Yeah. But I definitely feel like one wasn't that great. I feel like two and three were pretty okay. Well, I've already... I mean, I, I think two is pretty good. I mean, uh, the only reason I really dig one is because, let's be honest, Darth Maul's the shit. <laughs> Darth Maul the pod race. Yeah, the pod <laughs> is pretty cool, too. That's a good point. I'll give you that. So, so I mean, like, that stuff was pretty cool that we got that. Uh, and, I mean, it, overall, I, I, like I said, I don't hate the, the, the prequels, but, you know... And, and that's kind of the hard thing with Star Wars, right? Is that, even with this, there's, like... A lot of people really love it, but there's still a lot of people that are just like, oh, you know, F.J.J. Abrams and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, okay, people, like, <laughs> calm down. Like, really? Like, you're never going to be happy, okay? So Lost just... was long enough ago. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. Shut up. Lost is good, okay? <laughs> I don't care what anybody says. But, but yeah, so I, I feel like it's kind of that same situation, you know, where where you just really... You're never going to make everybody happy. Oh, you no. Especially with Star Wars. <laughs> and, you know, I also kind of feel like Lucas just kind of really was kind of knew that. And so he just kind of like, you know what? Screw it. Let me try something. I'm just going to do this. <laughs> and it's going to be whatever it is. But And then I also kind of feel like he didn't really have a lot of interest in doing Star Wars anymore anyway. Even after he did the first three, I kind of felt like he was just kind of like, eh. You know, I'd rather get into the tech side of the world. I'd rather help film grow through, you know, creating, you know, THX and helping Dolby and Industrial Light and Magic, right. and Lucas Sound, Lucas Film, Lucas Everything. Like, so I mean, I, I feel like he was more into the the betterment and development of film through technology than through actually directing. And I mean, I feel like that's kind of why he was just like, eh. You know what I mean? So he, I kind he'd of already made like a whole bunch of money. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I and mean, he, he, he can still make a whole bunch of money with the tech that he that he sure. that he's developing, like you said. I, and I think he sold all of it to Disney, but um, you know, even industrial light match, all I that believe, stuff. I believe he sold. I don't think so. Almost everything that he had access to, because I know I, th- I think uh, industrial light magic was kind of split between him and, and DreamWorks with Spielberg. Mm. But I I I think from what I remember reading, uh, he got rid of everything he owned to do with it. And that's why it was, like, such a ridiculous price, because they bought, like, Lucas Games, all that stuff. Like, but, you know. But to backtrack for just a second, I do feel like Anakin's ghost is pulling on Kylo Ren, because there's multiple times uh, within the film where he says, I keep feeling the pull of the light side. And with somebody who's so, uh, you know, almost Vader stalker-ish, you know, or Vader fanboy-ish. Mm-hmm. That it does feel like Vader would be like saying, "Don't make the same mistake I did," and is like trying to pull Kylo back to the light side. And it could actually be. Here's a really crazy thing that I don't think is going to happen, but I'll just throw it out there because that seems to be the thing to do with the Force Awakens. Wouldn't it be cool if, by him saying, "You know, I'm going to finish what you started," he was actually talking about like restoring balance to the Force by killing General Snoke? Wouldn't that blow people's minds? So this whole he's just a sleeper cell this whole time? Right. Ray's just a giant red herring. <laughs> that like everybody's like, Oh, she's so powerful and then Snoke just bitch yeah, slaps but her if and they, kills if her. If they ended up doing that without without Again. actually having this the exact dialogue saying this whole time I've been playing you, it would just be like, oh, well, they just re- did Return of the Jedi again, and they totally. took a... But they just redid the... A New Hope again, so <laughs> that's, that's what I'm saying. I think you can get away with that with this one, because people have been dying for this movie. Yes, no, you can. And and this was their great re-entry, but if you, did, if you just remade Empire and then remade Jedi, I think... People would start. They would catch picketing. on. <laughs> crazy. Three films and they haven't caught it. Yet. But like how, I said, though, I think it's a crazy theory. However, but that's the thing to do. Now, hey, so. it could be. I'm I could throw it. I, out could, I, could see I don't think it's going to actually happen. I'm just <laughs> throwing fuel on a fire of crazy sauce that's out on the, on the interwebs right now. I, I did hear a theory that kind of applies to this. Ooh, where, fantastic. Uh, we see uh, Anakin's Force Ghost show up. The way that he was before he turned to the dark side. Awesome. Okay. So the this theory isn't based on anything. They have nothing to support this. <laughs> yeah, whatsoever. which is fine. Neither was Star mine. Wars. Kind of the yeah. best kind of theories, I think. So somebody was like, "What if Anakin's like spirit kind of split 
when he died. And the light side showed up at the end of Return of the Jedi, but there's a dark force ghost of Anakin still out there. Wow. Like, showing up. That could be. That could be interesting. That, that would definitely be interesting. I mean, he did have his helmet and, like, a weird pile of ash that may or may not be... Vader's, Vader's ashes. Vader's body. <laughs> I mean, he did get yeah. the the burnt ass helmet. So yeah, I mean, what he better way? Been like, yeah, get a bag in here with all of this. These ashes, yeah, man. This is the good stuff. <laughs> I, I wonder if he just like takes Vader's helmet and like makes little Vader lines and snorts like Vader ash to like <laughs> earn his way into the the dark side. You know, like just a little. Ooh, that's a good hit. Now I got some force juice. I'm gonna go out and stop a blaster bolt, but See, I didn't get the rest That's how he in. stopped the blaster bolt. Yeah. And then think about he's it, he's just high as shit. That's true. And then think about it, the the, 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 the the parts where he starts losing his mind and like throwing the tantrum in the room could be because of coming off his high. It's true. His bigger dark we side We figured high. it out. There you go. You heard it here first. Officially confirmed. Half-Life 3. <laughs> God damn it. Can't throw all that in me. <laughs> uh, no, I know, but uh, no, I don't. I don't believe that that's at all accurate. But it's you never know. They can do whatever they want now. Although you know what is one hundred percent accurate? This movie's called The Force Awakens. What's the only thing that awakens in this movie? Motherfucking R two D two. He is the embodiment of the Force. <laughs> Boom. I, it said there. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I, I, how can anybody argue that? Oh my god, so Rey is actually a D2. Yes, <laughs> she's not a Kenobi <laughs> after all. Oh my god. Her and BB-8 are actually cousins. What? <laughs> what? Mind blown. Uh, there we go. If, okay. Take that, Disney. Write it, pen it, let's do it. If they did follow a formula that they figure happened with the original trilogy, what would be the big... Uh, twist or um, like what would you think would be the big Luke I am your father thing happening in, in episode 8 I mean this is pure speculation because I mean, we have no idea what it could be that's True. just big shoes that you'll never fill that's what that is um, <laughs> like not even M. Night Shyamalan ever had a twist <laughs> that was like that I mean like he's had some twists I don't know Bruce Willis is dead the whole time is a pretty big twist it is but it's still not I am your father big. It was big, don't get me wrong. But it wasn't on it wasn't on that level. It was maybe like two steps below that. Like a close second. But not yeah. What not about Mr. Glass level. causing all those problems, all those uh nope. Yeah. First of miseries. all first of all, outside of the three of us sitting at this table, most people don't like they Unbreakable. Don't like Unbreakable. <laughs> which is sad because it's a great movie. It is a great movie. But I will say, yeah, most people probably did most people probably didn't even know what you just said. They there. probably did. They're yeah. like That's the truest statement. Yeah. They're like, Mr. Glass, wasn't he from Punch Out? Like he went down like a bitch. Like Well no, this no, one no, would go down not... like a bitch too. He, well, he, 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 would, he would that break. one's even more obscure, I <laughs> really? I don't think people know the bosses in Punch Out. They wasn't, that he wasn't well. the boss. No. He was probably, the first one. He's the first probably, guy you fight. Joe Glass. I'm he's, just he's the saying. They probably fight. know King Hippo and, and Mike Tyson. <laughs> well, yeah, that's probably true. I actually saw a video. Of, apparently, Mike Tyson got a hoverboard for Christmas. Yes. And then he fell off of it. But somebody put Little Mac yeah. doing a star punch on him and knocking him off. Brilliant. Brilliant, whoever did that on the internet. <laughs> you are amazing. <laughs> That's terrible. Don't ever change it, oh, for all the trolls the and weird that, harassment. Did that shit. hoverboard also like burst into flame after he fell off of it? <laughs> um, not yet, but that was his first crash on it, so give him a few. <laughs> Maybe assume. he'll get there. I don't. I mean, you know, I'm sure somewhere in there it's got to. <laughs> They've been like banned from all airports, and uh, right. there's a lot of like actual countries and stuff that are completely banning them now, which is crazy. Pretty wild. <laughs> there hasn't been that much explosive fun on wheels since probably the Pento. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. Maybe there was something else. Sure. No, no, no. I get, I get what you're yeah, saying. This, yeah. it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty dangerous. Sure. 
All right, it was I a think, long I, roundabout. I conversation. think we've yeah we've talked enough about Star Wars. Yeah, I'm sure. We've got, we've, what? Look, <laughs> look, we've already dedicated you know a couple other shows to the topic, and everybody else and their mom has too. This is the goddamn year of Star Wars. <laughs> it's, it's like the next ten years at least. Like, right? It's like oh, yeah, everybody's all these Star but, Wars stories coming out. Just to, that's just, true. Just to. Uh, Clear up something. It is Gareth oh. Edwards that is Gareth going Edwards, to direct yes. Rogue or is directing Rogue One, and he is uh, you he know he is a fantastic uh, kind of unknown director. Well, not so much unknown monsters. He was unknown, it's, and it was a really yeah, good movie. Well, yeah, but yeah. Godzilla was his okay, movie, true. his follow up, and and you know I think a lot of people like that. I'm not one. No, I would oh. say he's maybe becoming <laughs> more known. I mean, he's known to us because we obviously you know into movies we engage a lot in into into films. Uh, so I, I think we have a little bit stronger knowledge than just the average moviegoer, but I but I, I get what you're saying and I agree. But he, I just want to say he's awesome. Monsters, if you haven't seen it, like a small, low budget independent film that but he really directed, good. but amazing, right. amazing film, There's... amazing visual effects, cinematography is fantastic. Like that is just all around a great little movie for for it is pretty much no budget really by, by Hollywood. And standards. there is a sequel to it that it's terrible. Don't don't well, watch that because that's I not him. Didn't watch that. So. <laughs> But uh, so it. the and the other thing that we talked about earlier with the yep. box office box office mojo has Point Break at twenty six million Ooh. as of January eleventh. But but what was its budget? One hundred and five million. Ooh. More than that. <laughs> A lot more than Ooh. that. So uh, ouch. Yeah. Wasn't that? I mean, uh. that, that's, that's it. May or may not be unfair, good. But it just but... didn't do well. Right. It's... Yeah. Not doing well. It is not doing <laughs> it's well. not doing well. No. It, it might find its place in 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 uh, DVD libraries, you know, home box office or whatever you want to call I it. I could easily see that. Yeah, I mean, that, that I, mean I got, I get the idea. Look, they had, they like, we have this IP, Point Break. It's, 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 it's kind of what spawned Fast and the Furious, and now they're taking the the idea of Fast and the Furious with fast cars, extreme sports, and it's like, well, we'll add that back to Point Break, because that's what people are into right now, but it kind of gets lost in the shuffle. True. It didn't have enough nostalgia factor to to be put out in 2016. Right. That's that's the problem. Very much so. So, uh, the other movies we saw? The Revenant? Yes, we did watch The Revenant. <laughs> oh, I think oh, Chris oh had his, his problems with the oh movie. Oh my, that was a sigh of disparity. <laughs> I think it, the, uh, his biggest problem is also my biggest problem with the movie, but I still enjoyed it. Oh, do pray tell. I, the bear? Don't get me wrong, the I enjoyed no. the movie. I did enjoy the movie, but God damn it, it didn't need to be three hours long. Ah. It could have been half that, and you would have told just as good of a story. Nay, better story. <laughs> Yes, the, I mean, the, it's it's a very long uh, movie about a man surviving, like, fighting to survive. Have you it's, all seen Lord of the Rings? Three yes, hours. Yes, those are also long movies. Long movies about people walking, <laughs> or in his case, crawling. <laughs> three hours of Leonardo DiCaprio having... Odd sexual tension with everything he comes up against. Well, he's Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> everything has sexual tension with him. That, exactly. Yeah. Fair enough. That guy well, just oozes sexual confidence. I don't know. And, I don't, and I don't prowess. Know that the tree was feeling it as much as he was. Oh, absolutely. It absolutely. The, the whole earth felt it from from the connection with the roots of the tree. I tell you that. But you know what? One of the things I, I mean, so the CGI bear looked amazing. Interacted with Leonardo DiCaprio amazingly, I thought. Do we know yeah. for a fact, though, that that was all CGI? There had to be a good portion of it that wasn't. No, that's kind of what I wondered. I wondered if it was partly How can you, you have know, a, animatronic a real bear, slash... Pu- no, 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 I don't think it was real. Okay. <laughs> I don't think it was real. But I'm saying, like, maybe like, they did, like, a puppet or an animatronic Maybe when, thing. like, they had the thing, like, he was crushing his head with mm-hmm. the paws. Or standing or, on him. Or standing on his back. I could see that, the animatronic or puppetry something. But even the CGI parts, like, when he's tearing him around and, and throwing him around and stuff, it was really... Well done, I thought. I mean, I yeah. still think CGI would make the most sense, especially considering the, the areas and locations of where they were filming. It would probably be very difficult. I mean, they said they had a difficult time even getting the crew out there. And so, I mean, like, it would be pretty challenging to 
get a huge animatronic bear out there. But I right. mean, at the parts where you know they're kind of zoomed in, it could have just been like the lower legs. I mean, it right? Yeah, no, that's exactly what I'm, I was saying. So I don't know. That'd be, that would be interesting to to do some research on and find out. Well, but, also, uh, I, I mean, the little bit of research I did see that uh, most of it's shot in Canada, mm-hmm. and uh, as the summer was approaching, they ended up. Because they did it all in sequence, they they shot yep. the whole movie in sequence. So then they ended up having to go down to South America. Right? Was it Argentina? Yeah. To to film the last part of it because there it was still cold. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So could you imagine that? I mean, I know it's not a lot of crew or actors and crew and stuff at, at that point. Probably. Oh, it's probably more than you think. Well, yeah. No, I, I get yeah. it. I know. I don't know much about being on a set, but having everybody shipped down there has got to be pretty impressive. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, it it depends too because a uh, a lot of times they'll find crew that's already there. Um, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, again, I don't I don't necessarily know about Argentina. I don't know what kind of film stuff they have down there. I've never looked at doing anything down there. But I know like in India and China and stuff like that, you would probably not ship. Or ship fly most. Of, you have to talk to people like they're not even. Really, you wouldn't <laughs> ship them over there like they were a you know American grip C stand or something. No, like you you probably wouldn't fly most of the crew over there. You'd probably they're just crew. Yeah, don't act like they're people. Trust me, I've <laughs> I've been on sets where that is how you are treated as crew. So no, that's not cool. But um, but no, like they, they you know they would probably fly some of the keys and stuff over there. But the the most part, they would probably get you know trained people that were there and it would be just as good but but still like being in those harsh conditions and and uh, from what i understand they you know uh, the director in Yuratu and and the cinematographer had kind of come up with the idea of doing all natural lighting so they would actually spend most of the day just rehearsing and then they would only be able to shoot for about an hour and hour and a half and then they would lose the light that they had. So it actually took them about nine months, I think it was, to film this, mm-hmm. which is pretty crazy. And I mean, uh, I worked on a short film uh, that I, you know, probably can't say much about yet because it hasn't been released or anything like that. But it was called Krakota, and uh, we shot it up in Flagstaff, and that was pretty cold. And that's nothing to like what they were probably experiencing <laughs> at minus forty degrees. Right. But like, we still had a lot of problems with you know the the camera kind of freezing up, and some of the the metal stands and things like that were you know the grease and stuff inside were freezing. So I can only imagine how difficult it would be if you had to try and take a crap load of lights and then power generators and all this crap out in the middle of nowhere and use it. So, you know, shooting it over nine months and using natural light, probably a good idea. And it looked really good. So pretty impressive. Yeah. You know, you know? I, I did, I did. And I, I had to say as a disclaimer, I guess, you know, I, I wasn't a fan of his first movie or not his first Birdman? movie. Birdman. The last movie. Yeah. Birdman. Mm-hmm. But, uh, going into this one, what, what, what do you think that is? Do you think it was the the story, or I mean, like, uh, do you have something that jumped out at you that you didn't like? There you go. It for some reason cut off some of our audio. Oh no. Um, I don't know what part it. Well, I guess I could pause it. No, don't worry about it. All right, moving on. I just I didn't feel that it, the story presented itself well, being that way. Like I don't know, I I just I just could not get into it. The whole uh, idea of him losing his mind or not losing his mind or you know whatever's going on, it just it didn't appeal to me. Hmm. So, okay. uh, but going into this movie, I did like a lot of the way that they filmed this movie, like the ex- almost extreme close-ups that they did mm-hmm. uh, with the with like uh, Leo and Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy yeah. And uh, a lot of the other characters, when you know, uh, especially the the very opening scene where the the re tribe is attacking the, mm-hmm. the 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 trappers, the trappers, yeah. So uh, that was a really cool scene. Like I can't imagine how many times they had to shoot that, but it, <laughs> it was very well done. Right, it was a very cool scene. Very very cool scene. Um, and and then the makeup just for Leo alone and his scars. Uh, like the time when he goes to drink water and it's coming it out, out of his, his neck. It shoots out of his neck hole where the bear yeah. tore it open. That was both incredible and very gross. <laughs> yes. I liked being able to see like his fucking finger bones. Finger bones. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, that was the thing that got me. I was like, that's a cool effect. They yeah. did really well with that. 
I couldn't imagine. I mean, it had to have been the the the, the character because it's based off of true events or inspired mm-hmm. by a true story. Mm-hmm. You know, Leonardo DiCaprio's character is the character that that actually survived, crawled two hundred miles to the base mm-hmm. to save himself, but. A lot of that had to have been because he like the, the weather was so cold it just froze his parts <laughs> closed. It was like being in a cryo chamber. Yeah, kind of, yes. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know, but that that's a that's a tremendous, uh, unrelenting, sheer will to live. I mean, yeah. I, w- I would have just laid there and be like, that's, well, that was it. Um, didn't get to do everything I wanted to, but had, had a, a pretty, pretty good run, pretty decent run. Yeah, I mean it's you know, it's the should have saved those green and white mushrooms. It's the uh, early eighteen hundreds. I've I've lived to be forty. I mean, who could ask for more? <laughs> By those standards, you're probably ahead of the curve. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that uh, that's pretty impressive. <laughs> there was like another the, the, totally. It's only related because of the of the bear attack thing. And I don't even know the guy's name or anything like that. But like, there was this guy who got attacked by like a bear, and so he shoved his arm down the oh, bear's yeah. throat, and then chewed through the bear's jugular and killed the bear. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Can we get a movie about that guy? Maybe not a three-hour movie. No. But, like, you no. know, maybe 80 minutes. I would watch that. I could see that. That I... would be cool. Still pretty impressive. More will than I would have in a situation like that to, to survive, probably. I don't... I mean, I'm guessing. And I don't so, we'll ever want to be in a situation like I that. I would never want to be in a situation like yeah, that. Yeah, no. Uh... I would th- so uh, as as we're recording this is the the Golden Globes just happened. Yeah. Revenant won for Best Picture. Yes, and uh, Com- or DiCaprio won yep. for Best Actor in a Drama. <laughs> um, yes, his third Golden Globe, by the way. Okay, what would you would you I mean would you did you like this movie? Would you recommend it to people? Oh uh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Uh, it, it's a it's an incredible movie. Um, if you know, if you're a fan of Tom Hardy or Leonardo DiCaprio, either one, you're going to love the film. They both have tremendously amazing performances in it. If you're somebody who's into cinematography, absolutely. It's it's very beautifully shot. It's, it's Some of the stuff, I, I, I agree, I think, you know, I don't know. If I watch it again, maybe I would or wouldn't say this. I don't know. But, you know, I've only seen it once at this point. But I feel like there is some tightening up that could have probably been done in the editing. Um but even then, I still didn't feel like I was sitting through a three-hour movie. You know what I mean? Like, I wasn't like, oh, my gosh, like, just please end already. Like, mm-hmm. I never had that type of uh, of moment with the film. So I feel like that's a really good uh, thing to the pacing from the editor and the director. Um, but, yeah, overall, I would I would definitely think that, you know, unless you're somebody that just doesn't like seeing people get attacked by bears or sleeping inside of a dead horse or eating raw buffalo liver, <laughs> then yeah, maybe don't watch it. But other than that, uh, I don't see any reason that you, you couldn't find something to enjoy with the movie. And Chris, would you recommend this to some piece? I would have a harder time recommending this just because I feel almost completely opposite from Richard. Like, there were lulls. There were definite lulls that I felt hard in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it is a good movie. It's a really good movie. If you enjoy really good movies, then go watch it. That's a good endorsement. Okay. <laughs> That's a good endorsement. I mean, and, and I would say yes, I would also recommend it to you. I, I kind of recommended it to, to you because I had seen yeah. it before you did. Yeah. Um, I also thought the cinematography was great. I thought the direction was great, and Leo did a great job. I do disagree on Tom Hardy, though. I feel that really, I, I'm not that he did a bad job, but it's just that I really felt that he as an act, his acting ability was misused because I really, I really didn't feel like he his, his part really didn't seem like anything stuck out about it. Like it could have been just about anybody there. I agree. It really could have been anyone in that role. I, nothing about it really, because like, I've seen what Tom Hardy can do in other roles, and I just felt that there wasn't anything very Tom Hardy esque. Hmm. But well, all right. 
I, mean, I was going to say, doesn't that make it better then? Because I doesn't that saying, mean that he's acting so well that you're not like, oh, this is just Tom Hardy playing Tom Hardy? No, I, I don't, I'm not saying that I, I wanted... I don't want Tom Hardy to become George Clooney. I don't want yeah, it just to be no, like, you, you see it's a Tom Hardy uh, role or whatever. But I I think that he could have done... or. I'm not I, like I say. I'm not. I'm not saying Tom Hardy's a bad actor. I think he's no, a great no, actor, yeah. I don't and I don't. And whatever decisions he made for this character, the ones that he made, I just felt that it was very bland. It was a very bland performance hmm. for a character that's supposed to. Be, I don't know if maybe maybe they just didn't want Tom Hardy to really be that much of an antagonist, as opposed to Leo just surviving. You know, he they wanted that to be the main battle of the movie. Right. Okay. I mean. So I can see what you're saying. That's yeah. I mean, I don't. I'm not saying I agree with you, but I can see I, what you're see, saying. You see yeah, where absolutely. I'm coming from is yeah, good enough. Yeah, no, I do. I do. <laughs> have you? Speaking of Tom Hardy, real quick in acting though, have you seen Legend yet? I haven't. I haven't either. But I really want to watch it. I really do too. Because <laughs> the fact that he's like playing two people at one time, like that's awesome. However, I have heard that he doesn't do so great of a job. Like not really? so much him, but maybe the movie itself, like the CGI yeah. where they superimpose his face onto other people or onto his body double mm-hmm. doesn't look good in some scenes and stuff mm. like that. Okay, fair enough. I haven't seen it yet, so yeah, I'll reserve I. judgment until I watch it. Sean Bean cool. is really good in it. <laughs> Sean Bean? Yes. Does he die? <laughs> where he plays multiple people? Yeah, he's like this Oh, legends. That's a TV show. (laughs) Wrong one. (laughs) No, I haven't seen that movie either. Fair enough, though. Well played. Okay, now tune in next week for part two of our mega conversation. And remember to always geek out. We now return you to your regularly scheduled program.